Coming up on this episode, a classic video game and movie franchise to become a new Netflix series, another round of Name That Movie Tune, and our feature presentation is Bill and Ted Face the Music. The Movie Zealots podcast begins now. This is episode 105 of the Movie Zealots podcast. I'm your host, Tom, joined alongside my fellow Zealots, Joe and Paul. How are you guys doing for this episode? Spectacular. Fantabulous. Fantabulous indeed. This is our first episode of September 2020, as well as the first episode recording from my new office we built in my basement. I'm in the dungeon, <laughs> so hopefully it sounds okay <laughs> being the first episode of this month. You guys know what that means. Name that movie tune. Welcome to Name That Movie Tune, brought to you by the Vacationeers, Theme Parks, and More podcast. If you like fun, you'll love this. Subscribe now on your favorite podcast provider. And now, without further delay, here's your host, the only man that can tune you on, Tom Toontones. Wow, I did not prep for this. Were we supposed to prep for this? Prep, indeed. Now, okay, so... I I listen to a lot of songs before he plays (laughs) every month. All right. So this episode, okay. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull any punches, guys. This song in particular is the stump event. For last week or last month, he got all five. Footloose, he got. He got all four points plus the bonus. So I'm tired of this nonsense. So I'm with this one. I w- I personally would get one point for this song. I don't know how well you guys will do. I'm very excited to see how Vince does because maybe maybe he'll uh, blow me away. Wow. And get so it's, this obscure, one. it's obscure or what? Okay, I'm gonna go Hudson Hawk. Well, maybe I don't know. I, I would <laughs> think, but let's play it and let's see what you guys think. Here we go. Are you guys ready for this one? I want to phone a friend. (laughs) I know Carol would totally get this one. She would be all over it and tell me everything about this movie. (laughs) The movie, I think think I know the movie. I just don't, uh, there's just no idea. I have no idea who sings this song. Oh, this is wonderful. This is wonderful. All right. Do we have to name the song? Well, yeah. Oh, gosh. I'll give you the going to get the title of that. (laughs) Okay, well, do we have to? I'm pretty sure this one has parentheses, right? It does. Well, I should yeah, we have to get the parentheses and everything. 
I mean, oh, it has parentheses. That's, that's a rule. You have to, but there's no oh, chance. Man. Yeah, unfortunately, it, it does have parentheses, so... Yeah, yeah I know I'm... the non-parenthesis part, I think, but okay, all right. All right, so, Joe, why don't you begin... <laughs> Joe, do you have anything to add to this conversation other than guessing a random year? Uh, no, I wasn't even going to guess. I was just going to say it's Barry Manilow. <laughs> okay, Barry Manilow, okay. Yeah. That, that's my only valid guess of any of it. Right, I know it's it, Do you want to try a year? In a movie. Uh, 85, sure. 85, okay, there we go. All right, now, Paul, let's go with you. <laughs> The name of the song, please. <laughs> Thanks, Tom, for the vote. The name of the song is Arthur's Theme. Okay. Open parenthesis. When you get stuck. In no. parentheses. Okay, you are wrong. No, it's Arthur's Theme, Best That You Can Do. Best That You Can Do. Okay. So well, Vince, the movie is obviously then Vince, you Arthur. have to get that 100%. You better okay. uh, be, be faithful. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a proper word we'd be using there. Uh, artist, you don't. Okay, so what? What's what did you say the movie? Okay, was? artist, I'm going to say Andy Gibb, although I okay. doubt it. it just, no, I don't know who else has that high. Uh, artist is Christopher Cross. Okay, well, I would not have gotten that no matter what. Okay. Never would have got it, but it makes sense now that I hear it, right? <laughs> uh, movie name, Arthur. Okay, and year released. 1980. Oh man, that's so close. 81 was the year released. Oh. Yeah. Joe, I, I, I love that first Arthur. I right? love that, that movie. That was, I love that. Movie. Even on the rocks, the sequel, I'm down with that one too. Love both. Oh really? Now the remake sucks. Yeah, I did watch the I remake. Saw, and... I saw on the rocks first before Arthur. Oh really? Oh I'm sorry. yeah, I think it was the first Dudley Moore movie I ever saw was Arthur Two. I don't on know if rocks. I've seen any other ones other than those. For him. <laughs> <laughs> him as Arthur is like yeah, it's a Arthur, the first original Arthur, 1981. Oh man, I am all about that movie. Although, to be honest, I haven't heard it in a very long time, or I haven't seen it in a very long time, so I, I'm not so certain it holds up. Yeah, I don't know if I it mean, would hold up. Yeah, I don't know about that. I, I don't. I don't know. He, he, it's so. It's just got so many lines that you. You're a prostitute. I just thought you were doing. I was doing great with you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. Now today, it's it's probably really politically incorrect to portray you know an alcoholic in that way, but. Uh, as a funny being, but uh, yeah, it's it's a good good movie. <laughs> All right, so Paul, you got one point. Joe, you got zero. Now, on, this is this is kind of what I expected. Now, Vince, the ball's in your court. How did you do on this one? Because I'm tired of him just blowing it out of the park. Let's get it. Let's go get down to brass tacks. We're gonna make him get a one or a two. I don't know, Paul. You got Arthur pretty good. I think he, I think the the song name he's gonna screw up. Yeah, well, just because I, like I said, I, I remembered it was called Arthur's Theme, and then I'm like, yes. yeah, uh, I don't remember the parent. There's a parenthesis there, Actually, and I can't remember. It. It he, he seems really good at years, so I don't know. He might be able to get three points out of this, maybe even four. I don't know. Ugh. If he gets five points, then I give up. <laughs> well, maybe he's never seen Arthur. It is an old movie. Yeah, but he's my age. Him, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, it is. Yeah, for us, but he's kind of on the yeah. same. For like, unfortunately. Uh, we we're exactly the same almost the way we're growing up and everything. So everything I like, he probably like. Like it seems like he knows exactly my everything. Like we grew up the same era. So so I don't know. If he gets five points on this, then he's kind of like officially like the Rain Man of movie songs. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how he does there. Now let's get right into from the cutting room floor. All right, Mulan is out on Disney Plus. We're recording this episode on Saturday, September 5th. 
So it's just released just uh, yesterday it came out. So w I couldn't find any stats on how it's actually doing. Uh, but I'm very, very interested to see uh, how it does with the $29.99 price tag. It was, uh, Disney did release that, I think they said for Disney Plus regular subscribers, it would be available come December, which I think was a slip. I don't think they wanted to release that because now why would you pay 30 when you can wait <laughs> two months or whatever <laughs> and see it for free? But I don't know. Although I, I don't do... know. I paid 20 for Bill and Ted's and I'm sure it's going to be. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. I didn't even announce what we were. Yeah, we're reviewing Bill and Ted. Well, you see it on the episode name, I guess. Actually, you don't anymore because it's no longer clear what we're reviewing. But oh, yeah, I think pretty pretty quickly that one's gonna. Oh, sorry, that one. Bill and Ted's face the music. Oh yeah, that's what we're doing. That's our feature presentation this episode. But yeah, Disney Plus. I do think we might be able to, or I might be able to get a in on Disney Plus. I may know someone who may get it, so I might be able to watch it. And Joe, you may be able to get in on that as well. Uh, so we just need to get Paul some way to watch it, and uh, we might be able to review it on the next episode. So stay tuned. All right. Next, uh, I finished watching Mindhunter on Netflix. Season two, very, very good. It follows a real-life uh, story of uh, this serial killer. I think it was in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, it's really good. So season one, the first three-quarters of the episodes, they're good, but they seem to be... They're not interconnected all that much. I mean, they are, but they're not very... They don't make you want to watch the next episode. So I, I and like season one, I'd watch an episode, then I'd literally turn it off and watch something else. Like it was not like I'm going to bed, but I just watch. Like I didn't have anything to really go watch the next episode. But the end of season one, it picked up where you wanted to watch the next episode, and all of season two was I need to see the yeah you know, I want to watch the next. It was very binge worthy. So I highly recommend going out check out Mind Hunter, two seasons on Netflix. Like I said, it's very good. Season one is good. It's just, it doesn't have that cliffhanger type, like dragging you to the next episode, wanting to see what happened. Uh, all in all, very good. The Boys is out on Amazon starting yesterday. Uh, unfortunately, only the first three episodes were released. What are they doing? And they will release I, a new episode every Friday until October 9th. I hate this. Uh, it's the worst. It is the worst. At least they did three, though. I I don't want to binge three and then be stuck having to do one after. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I must yeah so I'm just pretty much thing. not going to watch it for a while. Yeah, I'm probably going to do the same thing. I think there's. I have to check how many episodes total there are. But uh, yeah, probably a week or two before. Not even two. Just like a week before the last episode airs, I'll binge it. Because yeah, I, I that's not my style of watching anymore. I like to binge my TV. So. No bueno. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that, though, because <laughs> that show is wonderful. I might have to just rewatch season one while I wait. That's probably a good idea. Also, Resident Evil TV series officially coming to Netflix. Do you guys see this? I posted on my uh, on the Movies Out's Facebook, so if you follow that, you'll be able to see it. Oh, wow. That's interesting. So so is, is it going to just be like, I assume, a reboot? Well, let me uh, read some information for you. Following months of development and extensive search for a showrunner, Netflix has officially ordered eight episodes of Resident Evil TV series. Supernatural co-showrunner Andrew Dabb oversee the series for Netflix. Dabb is expected to turn his attention to Resident Evil after wrapping up a delayed final season of CW's iconic drama Supernatural. Paul, you watch that which recently resumed production following a months-long shutdown. The Netflix series will tell its, tell its new story across two timelines. In the first, 14-year-old sisters Jade and Billy Wesker are moved to New Raccoon City. 
a manufactured corporate town forced on them right as adolescence is in full swing. But the more time they spend there, the more they come to realize that the town is more than what it seems, and their father may be concealing dark secret, <laughs> secrets, dark secrets, secrets that could destroy the world. The second, more than a decade into the future, sees less than 15 million people left on Earth and more than 6 million monsters, people and animals infected with the T-virus. Jade, now 30, struggles to survive in this new world while the secrets from her past about her sister, her father, and herself continue to haunt her. So, sounds interesting. Why does the guy, was his name Chris from Resident Evil? Why does he get such short shrift? I mean, I, you know, I, I I don't remember playing that Resident Evil and never being like, oh, I, I gotta be the chick, right? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> damn damn hashtag uh i uh not all men i don't know yeah, me. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, know. I know you're right paul men are so underrepresented uh, that's what i mean yeah of course yeah, i know all right come on <laughs> all right also i watched um i told you i asked or i told you guys to watch host the shutter original movie uh it's Filmed in the time of COVID, in the pandemic, everyone's at home. Did we talk about this? I don't think we did. And to be honest with you, I don't remember much about it. I know it was they did a seance like over Zoom, and then the they let in some demon, and the demon attacked them. And it was interesting. I mean, it it was interesting to see something based on the pandemic. You know what I mean? And it was one of those. Yeah, like, Ernie's been watching Love in the Time of COVID, but I I just don't have the strength. <laughs> Love in the time of COVID? <laughs> oh, my Lord. That sounds awful. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man. You have to have him on to tell us his review. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, also, movie theater subscription plans. So there's this article that I also posted on, on the Facebook, uh, and it's talking about the different plans, like Elmo Draft House Cinema, Elmo Season Pass. Mm-hmm. So for $14.99 a month, Alamo Drafthouse Cinema's subscription program, Alamo Season Pass, allows customers to see one movie every day. The company launched the program on March 11th, the very same day that the World Health Organization declared COVID-19 a pandemic. Five days later, Alamo Drafthouse closed all its locations. (laughs) I read that and I was like, oh, you you poor. (laughs) So sad. Poor timing. They're going to be suspended. Maybe they should um, start, you know, offering um, like health insurance along with the um, um, movie subscription so that if you catch COVID when you go... Well, that would be worth... You know, uh, something yeah. like that. Maybe something to get, <laughs> you know, the butts in the seeds. So they have uh, AMC. They talked about the stubs list. And they said that uh, they closed their locations on March 17th. And their program offers three screens per week. And uh, say, when it shut down, AMC said it would pause the A-list memberships for the time that AMC theaters are closed with no billing or payments occurring. Now that AMC is reopening its locations, the company is initially giving A-list customers the ability to decide when they're ready to resume their subscriptions. However, you will have a window in which to make that decision. AMC is currently planning to resume any still pause subscriptions on December 1st. So that's cool. As far as the Regal Cinemas Unlimited, that's what I have. They also closed their locations on March 17th, and they have a Regal Unlimited that allows you to watch as many movies as you want with a range, with a fee ranging from 18 to 23.95, depending on location. 
and you have to have a year, one year term up front. In most cases, the Regal has already started their subscriptions to resume. So if your home theater for that you have marked on the Regal app is open, they start charging you. If your home theater is closed, then they didn't start charging you. And uh, But they're giving you a 30-day free period or grace period that you're not going to charge you for the first 30 days. So I guess that's good. Also, they're giving uh, the waiving all fees. So when you come back for those 30 days, because if you go online and you like you try to book it online, they, they charge you with a like a $3 fee for whatever to, to actually book it online in advance, which is crazy. So that's nice that they're not doing that. Uh, they claim that they're not really uh, letting you waive the year subscription. However, I have noted or I have seen on, on social media that if you call them and specifically say that, hey, you know, I, you know, I'm not, I don't feel safe. They'll let you out of your subscription. So there you go. Uh, so yeah, that's the, the main, main ones. I guess yours isn't on this list, Paul, the one that you do. And the last thing I have, then you guys can tell me what you have, if anything, is the box office mojo domestic weekend for August 28th through 30th. Last weekend, we actually have a box office. So let's check it out. Coming in in first place, the new mutants. That's right. At seven million dollars, so uh, that's good. I am looking. Seven million is good. Uh, well, it's number one. Uh, yeah. Number two is Unhinged. It made two point six million for a total gross of eight point eight. So uh, that's probably underperforming quite a little bit, I would assume. Uh, but still, I might take uh, the wife to go see this one because I logged into the app, and I have a free popcorn and soda for my birthday, as well as a free movie still sitting there. So uh, maybe we'll go on some off-peak hour and uh, enjoy Unhinged. Bill, uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music coming in third at $1.1 million. Then uh, The Personal History of David Copperfield coming in at uh, nearly 500000 There's the SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run. Is that... That's not new, right? Sounds like a contraceptive solution, but... <laughs> self-disposing uh the 800 i don't know what that is made a hundred thousand yeah so that's about it so there you go so the uh, there is a box office hoorah all right that's all i have so what do you guys have for from the cutting room floor if anything i i did finish watching season five of lucifer Hmm. um hey what happened it's like it like it like uh did they release something new on it or something that became like trending again? A new, a new season, right? Okay, that's yeah. what happened. Okay, okay. So, I mean, it, it was okay. I mean, it's campy. It's kind of, I think it's kind of designed to be a campy so show. So, Lucifer right? was a network show that got canceled and Netflix revived it, right? Yeah, Netflix has released two new seasons since. Okay, all right. Now, the only weird thing is this season very much, like, it ends and you're like, is that an ending? Is that almost like in the middle of filming you know you're like hmm. you could go out a cliffhanger but it's more sort of like it's right in the middle yeah it, it really feels like there are there are episodes missing you know what i mean like yeah. weird place to put to stop it but interesting so you recommend it yeah yeah i, I think i do i, I mean if, if you're into campy kind of things and uh a little quiche over the top sort of drama thing and well comedy comedy too but you know what i mean yeah uh and if you like to see tom ellis naked then there's plenty of that they they, they try to work that into every episode i think 
Well, that so. must be a new Netflix thing, right? Because it was on network TV, so he couldn't be. Oh, really... yes, definitely, definitely new network. It's a definitely a new. Since they've gone to Netflix, they like to show Tom Ellis naked all the time. Huh. All right. Okay. I now I know why you watch it. <laughs> Makes sense. Story checks out. <laughs> well, Netflix just can't afford to dress him. Just, just him. <laughs> it's kind of weird because there was even like a love scene between him and. Well, you know, there's of course every every series has a will uh, a romantic love interest that it's centered on. I, I'd like to say I shouldn't say that, but usually, right? And, now, and they're the main interest, and then they finally do it. I, wow, spoiler, sorry. I would presume so, if you're making, but they don't show any of her, right? It's just I mean, you're like, okay, I'm I'm okay with that, All right? But I would presume if you're making a uh, the devil in a TV show. That the devil would be uh, by, he, like he'd be banging dudes, chicks, anything. Oh yeah, that's definitely part of it. Like, the okay, very so first he episode, is. Okay. Oh, right. the, very, the very first episode, he gets out of bed. Well, I think maybe I've said this before, right? He gets out of bed, and there's a guy and a girl, and he says, "Well, that's why it's called a me three way." Oh, <laughs> me three way. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, definitely they've referenced the fact that he's he has relationships with men and women and. Anything else? Uh, let me think. Anything else? No, I, I guess I haven't been watching too much TV. Not really. That's about it. Joe? I have two things. First, I saw an advertisement for Cinemark, which I don't have here. Okay. But they have book your own private watch party. Mm. You can invite up to 20 people and book an entire theater for 99 to $175. Now you're just bragging that you have 20 friends. Yeah, we all know. No, right? Oh, no, I don't have 20 friends. <laughs> or a Cinemark. <laughs> I, I couldn't even name 20 people, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So I guess the price depends on the number of people or the movie. Like if it's a new yeah, release. I guess it will. They have a list of like 10 movies that you can pick from. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah it's I usually like buy. second run movies, right? So it's probably oh, so not that expensive. Hmm. All right. Yeah. And they, they usually have like. For like birthday parties for kids, they have like little rooms where they can eat the cake before they watch the movie, or you know what I mean. And then, well, inspired by our song of the month last month, uh, Carol found Footloose on Hulu last night. Footloose. The original. You watched it? We did. All right. How does it hold up? Because I remember I like I love the, I love the song. Uh, the movie I don't remember it- much other than. <laughs> Uh, John Lithgow is the bad guy. <laughs> he's the John like, Lithgow was great. He's yeah. John Lithgow young. I mean, it's just what I, it's just awesome. He's a preacher, um, right? Yeah, he was the yeah, preacher. Yeah, yeah. Ranting against music. Oh. And who was the uh, uh, Kevin Bacon's uh, love interest? The, the girl. The love interest. She, um, she's a blonde, gosh. right? I think she's just literally some girl. That's it. Some yeah, girl. she just. Oh, so no she, one. She made that movie and then disappeared. Oh, okay, okay. I was trying to remember. But she was nobody who was okay. of particular note, I guess. Oh, okay. Which is horrible to say, but well, she hasn't really. But done the much movie of. was so gloriously eighties. I mean, it was it was so bad, but so good at the same time. <laughs> I mean, it was like this is so this so they could never do this today because it's so dumb. But it was so wonderful to watch. <laughs> and they then, have, weird, and then, they have weird names in that movie. I, I'm, I'm looking at the cast list because you know Laurie Singer is, by the way. No, that's it, Laurie Singer. Okay, yeah, now she was even the character's name Ren. Ren is is that a, is that a yep. real name? I think Ariel? Laura Singer's been in something else. V. Anyway, we, we, we oh no, yeah, Laurie Singer's been in a few things, but I don't recall a lot of her. But I have to mention the one scene towards the end of the movie that we we just we we laughed for way too long. 
So right as they finally had their dance in the barn or warehouse or wherever, as the scene opens, you know, they've got every, nobody dancing until Kevin Bacon shows up, of course, because they've never danced before. That's right. But they have this long camera shot across this table. Of, it's just like a whole shit ton of pies and cakes. All uncut, all just sitting there, just all these pies and cakes. And then at the end of the table, there's a gigantic roast turkey. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. <laughs> we're like, what in the hell is this we're looking at? <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is a bunch of dessert and a giant roast turkey. I was like, oh, so great. All right, so she was uh, in Fame, the TV show, The Falcon and the Snowman, mm-hmm. The Man with One Red Shoe, well, the man with one red shoe—that's not too bad. I remember that one. Yeah, Warlock. Wait, was, she, was she a major character in it? Uh, oh, I guess so. Okay. Maddie, Warlock—that's the one with that blonde dude, right? Is that Warlock? Yep. Yeah, nothing else is really standing out. <laughs> Law and Order in 2011. She's on a TV show. <laughs> uh, yeah. So there you go. There you that's go. hard to make it as a non-A-list actor, right? She looks like from this photo. She looks like uh, what's her face? From uh, oh yeah, that, that that girl. Splash. What's her face? What's her face? Splash. The, the oh the... really? D- Daryl Hannah? Yes. Yeah, whatever happened to the Flash? The Splash remake? I haven't even heard anything about that. I don't know. Is it going to come out the exact same time as the Little Mermaid? That'll be kind of weird. Why? I heard uh, Disney had to. Uh, they released on Disney Plus, and there's one scene where you see her butt, and they did something to cover it. Oh. Which is crazy. Cause why yeah, because it's you not even Splash? a sexual context. I didn't, well, I guess. Hmm. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, let me guys, uh, let me do a little uh, plug for Yeti. <laughs> I have this Yeti <laughs> cup that I got from work. It, you know, it's one of these containers that you screw the top on. So yesterday, before going to Bush Gardens in Virginia, mind you, I filled it. I filled it with water and ice, and pretty good. I, I'd say about half with ice. I closed it, took it in the car, left it in the car in a hundred degree weather, while at Virginia, or while at the park. Came back, drank out of it on the way back, came home last night, put it on my kitchen counter, went to bed, got up this morning, getting ready. It's now a little before noon on Saturday morning. I grabbed it to fill up with water to do it, to have, so I have it with this episode. Still, crap ton of ice in this Yeti uh, cup. Mm. It's amazing. Listen to that. Some good insulation. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the microphone for a while, but I mean. No, man. Is there any connection between those? Probably not, right? Probably just not. Two I'm companies. just saying. That's pretty amazing. You can keep it cold. Especially when you're sitting in the car, you know, for like three hours in Virginia. And it literally, it was a hot, hot day. So, there you go. Yeti products. Go out, get one today. Sponsored by Yeti. All right, anything else you guys got? Nope. Nope. Excellent. Now, let's move on to our feature presentation. And now, our feature presentation. This episode's feature presentation is Bill and Ted Face the Music, rated PG, runtime 1 hour and 31 minutes, release August 28th, 2020. That's both uh, VOD and in theaters, apparently. Description. Once told they'd save the universe during a time-traveling adventure, two would-be rockers from San Dimas, California, find themselves as middle-aged dads, still trying to crank out a hit song to fulfill their destiny. Starring Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, and Kristen Schaal. IMDb gives it a 6.4 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes critics give it an 80%, while the audience gives it a 78%. I only have one note here. Samara Weaving won the role for Thea 
in this movie after Keanu Reeves found out she was the niece of Hugo Weaving. Keanu had worked with Hugo in the Matrix trilogy. So he was the main bad guy. And he was in Lord of the Rings, you know, so you know Hugo. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize they were related. Well, I mean, niece. So. I guess, yeah. what was this movie filmed? Uh, because she looks really, really young in this movie. Much more so than you expect from seeing her earlier work. Because I was shocked when I found out that. Because I saw her in the movie, I recognized her, but I'm like, that can't be her. She well, looks so young. But Wikipedia says that the filming commenced July 1st, 2019. So, Wow. Indeed. And uh, Wikipedia is never wrong. So. Never, never. You have to be. That's true. Show proof. Well, how could it be wrong? Anybody could improve it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all right. I'll start with my thoughts. Uh, this movie just didn't connect to me, for me at all. I, I'm shocked. Ron Tomeo's critics give it 80 percent. The audience gives it 78. Uh, the IMDb 6.4 out of 10 seems more in line with my general thoughts. The daughters, I just didn't. They didn't connect at all. Like all their scenes, I, I did just cut them out of the movie. I. I didn't care for... Uh, and I have to say that the, the twist at the end became really obvious. Like, yeah, you, we, you we, knew we, what was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah. You knew it was going to be the daughters. Like, almost as soon as you sh- they showed them, right? Like, and yeah. yeah, the girl played Keanu's daughter doing her pantomime of Keanu was entertaining for the first about See, five seconds of it. That annoyed the hell out of me. She was. I mean, it was it, the first time she did it. I'm like, ha, that's kind of funny. And then she kept doing it. Yeah, I'm no, like, no, no, that totally annoyed me. Like it totally threw. Like maybe that's why I didn't really care for the daughters that much, because yeah, that was just like, oh, stop doing that, please. <laughs> I thought they'd be grating, right? You're just like, what? Would you stop? Yeah, come on. <laughs> I get it. You're her daughter, but uh, you're his daughter. But come on, give me a break. Oh uh, yeah, the man the mannerisms there. Yeah, they annoy me and. Let me tell you something. I was so excited because I knew Death was showing back up. So excited to have him come and do a classic scene. And, man, I was so disappointed. I mean, he's there, but they don't do anything fun or interesting. And I don't even think that's the same accent. It doesn't even sound the same. I don't know. I was Maybe that that's probably my biggest downfall of this movie is that I, I wanted another cool death scene where they're playing games or something. Just give me something really fun, like... And I just didn't get it. It's just like, oh, he's down in hell, hell and he's weak. And and I do have to say, I, I hate to say this, hell, but I've never thought this before. But particularly with that hairdo, Keanu looked old. I mean, I know he is. I mean, he's they both. Yeah, they both. But that hairdo age. made him look like, like nobody over twenty should have that hairdo. So <laughs> he looked really bad because it's yes. like. That is John Wick. Oh that, my yes, God, that, that looks that's, horrible. That's funny. That's my exact same thought, train of thought when I watched it. I'm like, wow, this is the guy who's going to be in the next John Wick movie. Wow. I, I want to say it was the hair though, that because it kind of elongated his face, and then you saw that you know the. I don't Maybe. know. I yeah. I, I mean, I, I could actually say that Alex Winter looked better in this than Keanu Reeves. Oh, I, don't I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's Alex's jarring. His face looked a little puffier. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. Well, yeah, it's age. You know, you get old, and it happens. <laughs> and, and that's okay. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. Think they would I guess they wanted to, they wanted him to look like he did in the first one, and, and instead of changing that, they just at least they didn't do any stupid flashback where they tried to make them look young, and they're clearly not they young. Those are the worst. Like, oh my god, you can throw makeup on them, but they're still old. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have Robert De Niro. You oh, know, that was the worst. Custom. That was the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. So. And part of me thought, you know, the scenes when they were older, that's just them without makeup. That's just how yeah. they look now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, you mean on the deathbed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just them now. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That's, that's hilarious. That makes you really appreciate Keanu Reeves and the efforts he takes to do like the John Rick. Yeah, John Rick. John Wick films. But, but, you know? but John Wick could be older. I mean, that character makes sense no, I'm to just, be older, I'm just right? saying but, in general yeah. that he's that age and he's he's actually flipping around and doing all that stuff on camera. It's remarkable. Like they did a, I watched a YouTube video where they, uh, they combined, like they showed one John Wick move with like one action scene with John Wick and, you know, Keanu Reeves doing his thing. And he's doing all this stuff. It was a single shot, single pan, and you could see it clearly. Then they showed, they showed a scene for Liam Neeson movie where all he had to do was run up, jump over a fence and keep going. And it cut like 19 times. <laughs> like there was like, like it was just well, so jarring. And yeah, you watch you have two to do scenes. 19 cuts for Liam Neeson yeah, because he he's not doing it. Yes. Without killing himself, Which right? then you go back and we watch the John Wick scenes. You really appreciate the fact that they're just doing these long cut scenes where they're not doing any cuts and he's doing all the, he's doing everything himself. You know, you really appreciate those films for what they are. Once you see, once it's brought to light that, Oh yeah, look at this other scene from this other guy and how many times it cuts you don't get a clear shot of what's going on. It, yeah, it, I really, really appreciate those uh, John Wick films even more than I did before. Uh, kudos to uh, <laughs> to Keanu Reeves for taking forth the effort to you know to train and do all that stuff. It's amazing. I just don't know that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of feel like he was wasted and well, wasted in this movie. It's just no, that's not the right. That's not the right word. He just, you know, this. This movie just didn't need to be made, did it? Yeah, not a sh- not a single the, headshot. The second one wrapped up nice. What what made him think? I mean, I I, I want to say my, money, but I don't want to be you know. I, I feel like Keanu doesn't just do things for money, or he'd no. be in a lot of worse things. Yeah, he even you know. I'd but, have to imagine between the Matrix and you know everything else, he like John Wick. He's got some money, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's I don't know. This this yeah, it seemed like this was a nostalgia, an attempt to just ride on nostalgia yeah the whole thing well, i think maybe the cuts you got the original writers they got like basically all the originals came together and everyone like if like if five sixths of everyone wants to make this movie and you're the only one who really like eh, you're on you know you're you're on the fence whether or not you want to make it or not and everyone else is like come on let's do it and you know they could probably use the job or the you know i'm not saying that they need it but i'm just saying it means more to them. And you got a point because because yeah. bill bill and ted's definitely made keanu's career right i mean it definitely started it yeah so yeah, maybe he felt like he owed it, you yeah. know, to, to do it. I mean, it wasn't that it was horrible. It was just eh. yeah, it just wasn't. You know, you don't wait twenty nine years for a sequel, and then it, it's got to like they, like they're all their press they do, and I've watched a bunch of their press. They said that it had to be the right script, and it had to be the had to be this, had to be that. I'm not so certain this was it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like they could have released I, this fifteen years ago. I mean, there's nothing like there. This was not like yeah. oh yeah, it was worth the wait. It felt entirely pointless. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, was I don't like, know. What are we? Why are we even looking at this? I couldn't. I just didn't get it. Yeah, I, I, I really, really just wanted some really like, like one really good death scene, like where they they have to do something with death to get out of hell or something. Uh, just something. Yeah, I don't know. But who knows? Uh, all right. So, do we want to give our uh, ratings on this one? For a nostalgic trip, if you really love the Bill, and, I don't know. Kind of maybe, maybe I'll go. I'd say watch on TV. Yeah, I was thinking TV too. So that's good. Joe, I think I'm gonna go one below that. Dude, don't watch. Yeah, I was just dumb. Yeah, mm. and, I, and I can understand that. Like even, and I know you, 
the point of Bill and Ted's is you don't nitpick, right? Because it's it's supposed to be yeah, kind it, of it is what it surrealist is. Yeah, yeah. Non- yeah. nonsense. Yeah. But like even when they pass out the instruments, like the crowd didn't have instruments, and I'm kind of confused and. Yeah, how, and, yeah. I, and I know, you know what I mean, like. Yeah, and then they went through time and got everybody instruments or something. Like, what? What's going on? But yeah, how did they know what instrument? I, I mean, I, and I know, I know. Don't nitpick. It's yes, Bill and Ted's. It's not supposed to make sense, but. But the first Bill and Ted, right? That the phone booth just doing dumb shit, and it was fun and just kind of silly and pointless. And they it's just easier. Left off the fun and silly. It's just pointless now. And it's 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 funnier. I think it's funnier when you're seeing like young people do stupid stuff because you can be like oh yeah yeah they would do that because they're dumb and they're stupid and i can young. relate to somebody that age when you get to a certain age like yeah you you start thinking okay i think they would outgrow in that by now you know I, yeah i mean yeah, I, I, I feel like I, I, part of me says that it kind of diminishes the original the original i mean come on the original spawned a ton of movies where you have the two let's say stoners that are you know yeah. from anything from wayne's world to you know dumb yeah. and dumber probably have some inspiration from Exactly. This Bill and Ted's silliness, but yeah, seeing f- full adult stoners, then uh, that's just not nearly as. It's a little sadder funny. than funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want Bill and Ted to age. You want them to be, you know, you want you want to look at them like ah oh, and be nostalgic, not like oh my god they're old. That i.e. I'm old. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm depressed. I'm going to bed. <laughs> oh my god! I'm that close to death. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly like oh no but yeah that's yeah i don't know you guys see the end credit scene yes i did although oh. it did, did that didn't make much sense either it doesn't really d- yeah they rocked uh, out one last time yeah I don't I mean, know. you, you yeah. think they yeah but it didn't actually show them die either no no so the one thing i noticed when they were doing that scene speaking of robert de niro and digitally aging alex winter looked too young to be someone that old when he was rocking out like his oh, really? body, I, his posture, and his the way his body moved did not look old. And that's like, interesting because huh. I thought the opposite. I thought Keanu Reeves did a poor, a, a worse job of being an elderly jamming out than Alex. Alex like was hunched over and it looked like he was about to fall over the entire time. <laughs> I mean, Alex looked like <laughs> like it was hard. Like his character looked like he was having a rougher time, where Keanu just looked like he was just jamming, like like he normally would, but he's old. Yeah, I, I felt like when I was watching down. him, I'm like, yeah, he's all wobbly and stuff, but he was under control of it, right? You could tell he wasn't mm. actually going to fall. I, I just had this innate feeling of this guy has his feet under him. Okay, all right. Where Robert De Niro playing a young guy, you're just like, oh, that's an old man. Well, and, and, Ke- <laughs> and Keanu, if he was that old, he would have shrunk at least three feet, right? <laughs> 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 that dude was still tall. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> They'd have had Peter Dinklage play the old piano. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> good times! All right, well that's it then. We got two TVs and a don't watch. So uh, you know, go out there to a theater near you if you feel safe and go check it out. Or VOD, you can watch it from the safety of your own home. Uh, either way, uh, yeah, we don't really recommend it, but <laughs> but still be be excellent to one another. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, be excellent to one another indeed. Well, that'll bring this episode to a close. So thanks again for Paul and Joe for joining me. And until next time, that's a wrap. Once in your life, you find her. Someone who 